Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Bahar Shavi, the last Aliyah in Parshas Bahar. The topic is being sold. Our Aliyah is 11 Psokim, running from Perak Chofei Posuk Memzain to Perak Chof Vov Posuk Beis. Um, let's take a look at a brief overview of our Aliyah and then some points to ponder. The Aliyah tells us, the Torah tells us, that if a, a, a Ger Shavimach, a non-Jewish person who's living in the land of Israel, becomes financially very successful, and a, a Jewish person becomes impoverished, and that Jew will be sold to the non-Jew because he needs financial means to be able to regain his footing. And he sells himself to the non-Jewish person. In that case, the Torah tells us that he will have a redemption. How will he do that? And that one of their brethren, one of his relatives, will go over to the non-Jew who owns him and pay out the, the, the remaining years of his term in order to be able to to, to redeem him. And the same way like land works, we'll work out how many years left for the sale until the, until the Yovel, and then it'll be detracted, the remaining part. Um, if there's, a, if there's a, a lot of years, then they'll have to pay a lot of money. If there's a few years, it'll be a less money as well. Um, there, and again, there's also the, 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 the prohibition of um, not treating any slave, um, Jew or non-Jew, in a way of parech, of meaningless labor, of futile labor. Um, then we hear at the end that the Torah once again says again, Kili b'nei Yisrael avodim, because Israel are my servants. And finally, tucked away at the end of the parasha are two psukim, which you'll see that that is actually put into a new chapter because they seem so far into the Aliyah. They seem so far into the parasha that the, 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 the chapters were not instituted by a Jewish person, but the church instituted the chapters and they thought that these two psukim do not belong as part of Parsha, of, of Parsha's Bahar, but they are part of Parsha's Bahar. We have to figure out why they are. What are the Psukim? The first Pasuk is, Do not make any gods for yourself. Don't make all these kind of gods to bow down. And then number two is, You should keep my Sabbath. They seem to have nothing to do with everything the Parsha is talking, talking about up to now. We have to figure out why they are here. So let's go, let's go back to, to, to basics. Number one is, why is this fellow sell, sold to Ger Toshav? Why is this person selling himself? Rashi says that the Torah is giving us a spiritual commentary. It's telling us the following, that it, the reason why this fellow is successful spiritually on a spiritual level, if you want to understand why physically it's happening spiritually, because he is imach, he is living with you, he's living in a, in a successful society, in a spiritually successful society, that's going to impact him as well. What about you? Why is it that this Jew is not successful? Is not successful? Because he's spending too much time influenced in the, in the societies and the trappings of the non-Jew who's near him as well. Just understand the background of the spiritual temperature. Why is Avodah Zorah raised at the end of our parasha? It does not seem to be germane to the topic of our enti entire parasha. Ibn Ezra says because it is a warning. If you as a Jew get sold into to, to a non-Jew, make, make sure that even though you're in a foreign... A, foreign territory, you're not in a household of your culture, do not serve him at the cost of your religion. Don't serve him by breaking Shabbos. Don't serve him by transgressing monotheism and, and serving other gods because that's, that's what he wants for his service. They are not allowed. 
This is a big challenge. This is a challenge that the Jews have felt for the last 2,000 years almost in exile, where they've been in the territory of non-Jews. And the question has become, do I serve the non-Jews on their own terms? Do I serve them with transgressing my own culture? Very difficult questions that have been raised. Rashi says this, the reason is, is to combat the concern that one may have. That one may say, wait a second, I've been sold to a non-Jew. Oh, look at me. He is immoral. I can be immoral. He breaks Shabbos. I can break Shabbos um, as well. Therefore, these Pesukim want to remind us that even when you're in, the, in, in, in this area, in, in this environment, don't do that. Rav Henoch Leibowitz would ask a very basic question. Is that, wait a second, that's, that's not logical. The non-Jewish master is not commanded to keep Shabbos, so of course he's not keeping Shabbos. But you still have to. What's the logic over here? Says Rav Henoch, the answer is, it's because it's not logical. When you're in, a, in, a, in another environment, you want to stabilize like the environment. Much like when you put a drop of cold water into a hot bath, that cold water will soon, very, very soon become hot, or at least warm, hotter than it was, as it, it normalizes to the temperature what's around it. A Jew who is in a foreign environment wants to normalize the environment, and it's not logical what they adopt. Things which the master shouldn't be doing, like immorality, and things which the master should be doing, which is not keeping Shabbos. But the person will say, I want to be like all of that. And that's the warning over here is be very, very careful about the environment that you place yourself, or the environment you find yourself in as well. Now, why is Shabbos raised at the end of the parasha? Why is Shabbos put here? That doesn't seem to be related to anything to do with our parasha. Says Zorach HaMakodesh, number two reasons. One is to show that Shabbos and Avodah Zorah are weighted heavily like all the mitzvahs in the Torah. Number two is to connect Shabbos with Shemitah. Our parasha starts, starts off with a cycle of seven in years. It ends with a cycle of seven in days. To remind ourselves that the significance of Shemitah is like the Shabbos. It's the microcosm and the macrocosm all coming together as bookends of our parasha. Finally, how does our whole parasha hang together? Says Rashi, it is a progression. If one is not careful about money, careful about shvias, and one ends up selling their, their, and buying produce during the shvias, they will end up having to sell their possessions. If they end up and there's, if they do not do to, to shiva, then they'll end up selling their fields. If they do no to the shiva after that. They'll end up selling their their land in their in their in the field in in their in their cities. If they will not do to shiva, then they'll end up having to lend with interest. If they no shiva is done, then they'll end up selling themselves. And if no to the shiva is done, they'll end up selling themselves to a non-Jew. That is a progression of our parasha. It's telling the story of, unfortunately, a person who keeps missing the signposts, a person who keeps making mistakes and is not open to hearing that they need to change their life. If they're not able to, unfortunately, it gets progressively worse until the point that they wake up. With this, we conclude the seventh Aliyah in Parsha's Bahar, and it's time to wish you a wonderful and meaningful day and a beautiful Shabbos ahead.